0: Välkommen till ett nytt program i här på Israels kanalen. Denna gången så ska vi ta er med till Jerusalem och vi träffar här en som är er väldigt central i något som heter Temple Mount Sifting Project. Welcome to the program uh, Saki.
1: Welcome to our lab.
0: Thank you. Uh, I've been here before with Gabriel Barkai when he was here and he was telling some stories about the Temple Mount Sifting Project but the guy that actually uh, you know, kicked it off was you because you found these treasures in a heap of uh, dirt in the Kidron Valley, right?
1: Yes, uh, that was a long time ago, already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's something that changed my life uh, since then. I was a student of archaeology, I was the third year, and I heard about uh, the removal of uh, those uh, uh, heaps of dirt. It was illegally excavated on the Temple Mount and I was curious to see what I could find inside them. So uh, I spoke to some people and uh, someone who followed those trucks told me where they dumped it and we went over and we started uh, surveying with a few friends and uh, this is how it began. And, and, and uh, we, we were encountered by uh, objection from the authorities to try to prevent us from uh, retrieving uh, archaeological artifacts from this dirt. And uh, but this was absurd because we're trying to save what uh, after this was a very large archaeological destruction on Temple Mount. Yeah. And this was this is the remains. You know, Gabi, Gabi is as uh, a metaphor of this, that he says that it's like a corpse. It, it doesn't have the value like it's when it was alive but but you have to bury it respectively and uh, because you know in archaeology it's very important to know what is the context of the finds um, but we still can retrieve lots of information from such uh, 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 debris even the find that the finds are out of the context because we can date them by the style and 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 and, uh, and material and techniques and 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 most of them we know we can identify what they are and then we g- can get like um, a general idea of what of the what was the intensity and, and type of material culture that that um, took place at the site. Yeah. Um, um, without knowing exactly what are the structures and the temple mount was never excavated before, and, and and this was a unique opportunity to excavate over there, but we missed that opportunity. Mm. so But we, so what we can only do is take. The debris that was dumped outside, and try and uh, retrieve it many much, as, as many artifacts as we can, and and, and try to uh, reconstruct uh, uh, the information that was lost as as, uh, as as much as we can.
0: Yeah, yeah. How many, uh, you know, cubic meters are we talking about totally here?
1: We're talking about we're talking about uh, about six thousand cubic meters. Wow, and uh, we and we managed. To 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 save from that about four and a half southern. Uh, uh, some of it was mixed with garbage and, and was lost uh, and uh, f- and so from that four and a half southern, we sifted till today about eighty percent of it mm. but so so it's the beginning of the project when we saw sto- so that a real pro- we have to sift a lot to find also unique finds and also we have like we do because it's we have access to lots of dirt, and, and we can find many finds. We can retrieve many finds. We could have like large collections and lot lots of data that we could la- later on analyze with statistical uh, techniques. But also we realize that there's an educational potential here because although we tried to keep it in a low profile, we didn't want uh, all the politics to be involved. Um, many groups heard about us. And they offered to volunteer and help. And then we developed like a, a program for volunteering. It eventually it became a two-hour program that people get an introduction, an explanation about the archaeology of the Temple Mount and about what we, what we found. And then we, they do the sifting. And, uh, and you know, there's nothing to destroy here. Uh, so we, we could, in five minutes we can explain the technique how to sift. They're not throwing any, any, anything without our staff checking. Yeah. They uh, 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 sifters, and 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 uh, and and in this way, it actually also gradually became a, a, a tourist educational attraction in Jerusalem.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think you you uh, nailed it when you actually opened up for the, for uh, uh, the public to come and help out with it this way, because. Sometimes I've seen, you know, a call for volunteers to archeolog- archaeological digs and you have to maybe sign up for one week, two weeks, three weeks or whatever. Yes. Now you can come for two hours. Two hours. Uh, this is the advantage of yeah. this
1: kind of thing because in a regular archaeological dig, you have, it takes time until you get to, to know this work. It's more complicated. Yeah. But here, even if you didn't understand, you cannot ruin anything. We have our staff that will exactly. check it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, then you, people also can come here and say that they've actually been working on an archeological project here, uh, like yours, uh, which they can fit into a, a visiting tour of Israel from yeah, abroad. Sure. So that's very, very, very nice way to, to organize it. When you, when you uh, collected all this material, uh, I mean, uh, six... Uh, six thousand uh, uh, cubic meters. That is uh, a lot of truckloads.
1: Uh, so as I said, we we saved we collected four and a half of it. Yeah. Some of it we got lost, and we managed to we have about 300 truckloads that we managed to um, s- uh, save, and we have it stored in different areas, in the national park that we are working in, uh, and and um, uh, and we saved it 80%. We still yeah. have a few years to to finish it, but there's still a lot more uh, uh, heaps of soil that weren't removed from the Temple Mount yet that will be removed in the future. So uh, we're looking forward to also sift them.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, That's another ten years of work. We we call it in Hebrew what we're doing, expression, it's called ants work. Yeah. And ants, it's like very tedious work. Mm. And and, uh, because it's so tedious, I mean this is why we need so many people to help and, and uh, you know, some people, that they don't have the patience. And, and they don't, uh, we, call it, we, say we, we challenge them, we tell them, not everyone survives more than three buckets. Yeah. But those who do, of the three buckets, uh, things become more interesting. They start to get the idea. And, 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 uh, and they really help us. Everyone helps us in this work. Mm.
0: How is the situation vis-à-vis uh, with, uh, with the, the Muslims today? Do they approve of what you are digging out of that soil, or they,
1: they contempt what we're doing? Okay, uh, yeah, they despise it. They contempt what we're doing. Uh, they think it's uh, unimportant, uh, 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 it's not, it's, and we want They say uh, that we won't find anything—not one stone from the temple, mm. the alleged temple. This is ridiculous because, in their own sources, yeah. that was the site of the temple of Solomon. Mm. So. Um,
0: so uh, tell me what you have been finding there.
1: Okay, so every bucket that is sifted, uh, there's um, artifacts from the first Temple period till today. Very few artifacts before the first Temple period. We have some call it from the Bronze Age, very very few, maybe less than half percent from all the periods before. And this fits very well with, with an, uh, the biblical narrative that the main occupation and activity of the Temple Mount began in the time of King Solomon uh, 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 during the first temple period so uh, so this is also nice to have this validated and also you know there were some there were some uh, archaeologists twenty years ago trying to say that the temple was only built not in the time of King Solomon but maybe in the time of, time of King Hezekiah and all the stories of King Solomon is a myth it 's an exaggeration uh, and uh, uh, and not even one single pot shard was found in Jerusalem from the time of King Solomon. So since those that days, more were found in the city of David, but also on the Temple Mount, we found uh, a very nice a percentage of we pottery from the 10th century mm-hmm. and 9th century BCE. Uh, <coughs> we also found from that period the seal from the, from the time of King Solomon. Uh, actually, the, mo- the most ancient seal from uh, the first temple period was found in Jerusalem. Uh, which attests that it was administrative activity on the Temple Mount. We have an arrowhead. Now we have one arrowhead from this period, but considering that all in all Israel only eight arrowheads were found from that period, that's also significant. Why so much, few arrowheads were found in that period? And you have to you have to understand that peaceful periods don't leave much remains in archaeology. We we left what we. Finding archaeology is is a destruction. We love destructions. In mm-hmm. uh, this, this this uh, um, distorts the, the 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 sampling. If we cannot learn for uh, about the intensity of, of periods just by the amount of finds, because there's lots of lots of uh, uh, factors that, that affect how many finds are found from each activity or each period. So peaceful periods or beginning of periods, it's very hard to trace, even though it was was a big kingdom.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but just, so this is why in the whole land there are only eight Arabs. but you know, we have also one type of mount. So this attests, there was an armed force over there. Yeah. Okay, if we, if we go forward, uh, we have arrowheads from uh, the siege uh, of, 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 uh, of Senech Hariv, uh, on, on the Syrian king on, on Jerusalem during the time of Hezekiah. Uh, we have uh, seal impressions. From the treasuries of the temple, uh, uh, even one seal impression that mentions uh, uh, the family of Immer, the family of priests, uh, that it was one, one of the 24 family uh, of the priestly families, and and it says on this seal impression, it's Ilial son of Immer, and and we know about uh, Pashchoh son of Immer, who was the chief officer of the temple. Chief officer means he was responsible on the, on the treasuries. In Hebrew, it's mentioned Pakid Nagit. It's a title that, that those priests who were responsible on, of the treasuries, and this seal impression, uh, since it has, it was attached to a fabric on its back, back imprint, you can see a fabric. This also strengthened the, the assumption that it was uh, part of the treasury of the temple. Yeah. And to actually, this, this impression, this ceiling impression today, is the most direct evidence to the first temple we have, in the, since the wow. beginning of archaeology. Uh, we get, we hope to find more. This is because archaeology is mute. Only once you have written artifacts, then you can you know, you know what they use. We, yeah. we have so many artifacts, uh, architectural artifacts, that we cannot say if this is from the temple or this is from the structure that surrounded the temple. Because we are dealing with the old Temple Mount, not only with the Temple. So it's difficult. We have lots of Pottery. I'm sure some percentage of them was used in the Temple, by the priests or by the pilgrims. But I cannot tell which. Uh, and uh, only maybe later on with the statistics, once we finish the, the, the analysis. Uh, we have um, many uh, f- uh, fragments of uh, terracotta figurines and ev- all of them were um, broken in antiquity. The fractures are old, uh, 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 and re- it wasn't reasonably broken. Mm. And this fits what, uh, with the description of King uh, Josiah that he uh, actually uh, cleaned the temple and pure the temple from all the molten images and, and removed them and threw them outside. Okay. Uh, outside in the Kidon Valley, but during the second temple period, some of the dirt down on the slopes came back when, during the time of King Herod when they needed more fillings to expand the court of the temple.
0: Okay, so this is very interesting to hear about all these findings, but in the bottom line you're actually saying that the Bible is true, there was a temple here, during that time, the Bible describes.
1: Actually, there's no doubt about it. Even in, in the, I mean, in the academic, in the scholar world, even Muslim scholars don't doubt that it was a, a temple. There are some uh, uh, controversies regarding uh, was it from King, time of King Hezekiah or from the time of King Solomon. But the first temple is un. There's no. It's the consensus. Yeah. Uh, uh, and as I said, even in, with Muslim scholars. Uh, the Muslim politicians, Muslim uh, 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 religious leaders, uh, many Palestinians try to deny this in the recent years, but they are even denying their own their own sources. And even a booklet that was published by the Muslim Waqf one hundred years ago for visitors, uh, non-Muslims to the, to the Temple Mount, says that this is with no doubt the site of of King of the Temple of of, of King Solomon. So uh, this is ridiculous to 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 um, try and, um, and 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 try and, and confront these these this, um, theories uh, and and uh, but unfortunately in the Muslim world uh, lies are absorbed very easily. Yeah. When I speak to Arabs in East Jerusalem, not even the Palestinian Authority, you know, in East Jerusalem they have freedom; they could have, they have no censorship; they could read everything on the on the internet and. and and have access to all the, all of the news, they really believe that it's a, a lie, or yeah. a Jewish lie that there was a temple over there. Exactly, it, it's amazing. Mm. And and, and uh, but there's no there's no doubt about it. I mean, no one really doubts about this 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 uh, this uh, uh, this question. Uh, there is there is uh, 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 we don't know exactly, or we don't have proof exactly. Where exactly within the Temple Mount the temple stood. Uh, yeah. We have traditions, we have lots of evidence that support mm-hmm. it. It was someplace in the raised platform, but but where exactly we don't have firm conf- uh, uh, f- uh, evidence. No. Uh, now, in the second temple, so first in the first temple, we also have evidence from the destruction and uh, Babylonian uh, arrows, and then on uh, well the second temple. Uh, First, that's the time that the coinage system came in. During the biblical times, the, the, the commerce was done with, with uh, uh, scarce metals. They used to trade silver pieces, and, and they used to weigh them with weights, with stone weights. We even have some stone weights of half a shekel, uh, two shekels, eight shekels, even and every shekel in the Bible, we know it, was divided to, to uh, units of gerah. So we have the holy shekel, the sacred shekel, and we have the regular shekel, and, and uh, so from the archaeology we know it was divided to twenty-four gerah, But the holy shekel in the Bible says it says it was divided to twenty gerah. We have a, a weight of four gerah and two gerah, and 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 uh, so we have this way. But in the Second Temple we started to see coins, and the first coins that were minted in Jerusalem are during the Persian uh, 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 Empire control uh, of Jerusalem. Uh, when uh, Judah was a uh, district uh, in that it was a province, a semi-autonomous uh, province in the Persian Empire, and uh, and it had also its own coins which says Yehud, uh, the province of Judah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it has a depiction of, uh, of an owl hmm. on, on it. Uh, and these coins are very rare because they're very tiny and they are from silver. Uh, first coin minted in Jerusalem. First coin minted by Jews um, in the fourth century B.C. And we found four, four coins like this. And this is about half of what was found in all Jerusalem district in the last one hundred and fifty years of archaeology.
0: Okay, that makes so, uh, the Temple Mount very unique.
1: Uh, yes, but also because of the sifting. Yeah. Of our technique of mm. of, of searching for, uh, and and and. Uh, so uh, later on we have, uh, we have all the coins, we many coins from the Ashmanian uh, dynasty, and, and we have um, coins from the uh, uh, Roman procurators, uh, and, and, and we have from Herod's uh, uh, kingdom, uh, we have uh, coins and from his uh, uh, disciples, and we also have many coins from the great revolt against uh, the Romans. And uh, and one coin is very, very exciting. Uh, It's a half shekel coin from silver. These coins are very rare because uh, silver coins, and it's larger than the Persian coins, usually people didn't lose silver coins. They used uh, the bronze coins. And and if they lost it, someone found it and took it. And uh, and most of those shekel coins, half a shekel coins, uh, were found in antiquities market, in antiquities robbery. Uh, in old Jerusalem we found maybe three coins like this. You have remnants of, of its burning during the conflagration of the temple. And it, on one side it says, hatzia shekel, half a shekel. And you have uh, a depiction of a goblet, some kind of vessel that was used in the temple. On the other side you have like a stem with three pomegranates. And it says, Yerushalayim Agdosha" holy Jerusalem. And uh, so this is very, was very exciting. And you know the half shekel was uh, the coin that was used to raise donations to the temple. In, in the spirit of, of uh, Exodus, the people of uh, Israel, were, the children of Israel, were commanded to give half a shekel as a, a tribute donation to the tabernacle in the desert. Yeah. We, we also have lots of uh, fragments of, of very elaborated building decorations, uh, engravings from the time of King Herod. So, as I said, we cannot say what's from the temple, what's from the surrounding. But but you can see uh, the uh, Erodian art on them, and and uh, uh, and even very one large capital of 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 a column. This was probably in the eastern store. That's in the New Testament is mentioned as the, the portico of Solomon. Um, uh, we know that because of the style of the it's it's designed with the Doric order, and and uh, uh, and this usually we as the Muslims didn't remove large architectural remains they went once they encourage them they saved them on a table mount or some stored or some place but this one uh, and some others also that we found they missed they didn't notice and they removed them because they did it they did it very quickly because they were afraid they are going to be stopped uh, and uh so this is very nice we have it in the sifting site on display this in uh, capital uh, speaking more about archi- uh, architecture uh at the beginning of the project, we already started to find lots of uh, floor tiles in various shapes, geometrical shapes, and various materials and colors. And uh, these floor tiles, are, uh, and many of them also have, um, are st- from imported stones, yeah. because in Israel there's no marble, not there's no alabaster, and, and uh, usually it's the, we have in Israel limestone, different types of uh, limestone or flint, and and. and um, And uh, so we we see these colorful tiles with geometrical shapes, and then we realize this is part of an opus sectile floor. Opus sectile is an archaeological term to um, a technique of paving that was introduced during the uh, Roman uh, uh, period. Uh, And uh, you can see it a lot in uh, Rome. Uh, And this kind of uh, paving is uh, doing, uh, uh, creating patterns from geometrical shapes of, of, uh, and, and various colors and repeating these patterns on floors. It's, it's a very, very lavish flooring technique because there's no plaster between the tiles. It was very precise. It, it, it required very high skills. And, and this is why it was limited to very small space yeah. like guest rooms or bathhouse in palaces or or very rich Roman villas. But Josephus tells us that the whole compound that was um, open to the sky around the temple um, was paved with stones of all sorts and all colors. And use the same Greek term that is mentioned also in such a floor in in the palace of Herod. Uh, and uh, and then we realized, so 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 maybe in the Temple Mount, you know, there's many un- unprecedented uh, things that that, uh, that uh, took place in Herod's Temple. It was the biggest temple in the, in the Roman world. It, it was the biggest temple temenos uh, compound in the Roman world. Uh, uh, the Royal Store in the south was the biggest structure in the Roman world. How come in Judah, you have those most magnificent structures? But we can explain this very easily because um, in Judea there was only one temple. All the resources went to one temple. Yeah. And in the Roman world, in every city, you had many temples. So the resources w- w- were spread. This is why lots of historians speak about, very highly, about the Temple of Herod. And it's like the most magnificent structure that every, that everyone w- would see it. And, and, and so so was our question is, was Herod's temple courts, uh, open courts, were paved with this Opus sectile? Mm. This is a big question that we have, uh, because we find so many stones like this, and we managed to reconstruct some of the patterns, um, especially from the small stone that preserved well. Uh, and we can see by the corners and, and, and the measurements, we, c- we can know what ty- type of patterns they belong to. Uh, uh, we had a volunteer, her name was uh, Frankie Schneider, that gradually uh, became also an employee and she, be, and she became um, a, a researcher and she became actually an, an expert on these kinds of, of, of stones. And she managed to reconstruct uh, uh, seven floor patterns that you can see over here and we, that were uh, used at least seven. We know, Probably there were more.
0: Yeah.
1: But she knew, she knew we know these patterns from other palaces of Herod. Mm also they didn't preserve, what, what was preserved over there is a negative in the plaster of the floor underneath those tiles. So we know the patterns. Uh, these stones usually are looted or s- are salvaged later after they are out of use. So what we find is only what was thrown.
0: Wonderful. Uh, when you discover all this, there is one question I was thinking about, How are you funding this work?
1: private donors the, the same way that, you, we, that we do this work with the help of the public, the public is is sending us donations and and and, and this is the only way unfortunately it 's not enough because this is why we're working very slow and especially the research uh, we're working maybe in fifteen percent of what we should in order to finish we want to finish it in five years we have a program a five years program to finish all the research we have about one hundred and twenty categories of the finds. that each one needs um a researcher to be assigned to, to, to sort everything, document and, and uh, analyze and, and write a report, sometimes it takes one or two years, and, and uh, so we, we cannot fund everything at once, so this is why we do it very slowly. Mm.
0: And it looks like this has become uh, the task of your lifetime. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't expect so, so it's already almost 17 years.
0: Okay, wonderful. Um, okay, so if, if tourists want to visit you and be part of this project, they can actually go into your website?
1: Yes. The Temple Mount Shifting Project is now with Mitsperma uh, Sword. Uh, so the, when you enter the website, notice that it's speaking about the Temple Mount. Yeah. So it's tmsifting.org, uh, um, Temple Mount Shifting Project.
0: Yeah, I hope that we can be able to bring a group there later right. this, this right. in the fall. Okej, okay, thank you very much for your information uh, Saki. It was uh, been very uh, enlightening to hear about all these uh, things that you have found and and the work that you do. Thank you for your time in this program.
1: You're most welcome. You're most welcome.
0: Ja, det var alltså det vi hade för den gången. Jag hoppas att du har lärt något mer om vad som finns uppe på Tempelhöjden och detta projektet som går på att dokumentera alla dessa fynd. Och här får vi alltså se att detta här gör att Bibeln det blir en levende och sann bok. Tusen tack för att du fylt oss. På ensid igen nästa vecka. Tack för något.